Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 86, Helping Your Husband Be a Great Father. So in the United States, this Sunday, we celebrate Father's Day. And so I thought I would do just a brief podcast on how we as women can help our husbands be great fathers. And actually, what I thought was I would go to the source and talk to my husband, Michael, and see what he thought men needed to be great fathers. I will share at the end a little bit about what he said, but first let me tell you about my husband, Michael. His father was a World War II veteran. He was profoundly changed from the horrifying experience of war. He watched men kill and be killed. And assuming my husband had traits of his father, he was probably a kind and sensitive man for which the horrors of war would have been too much to handle. When the end of the war was declared, he came back to the States and he had a nervous breakdown. He was never the same and struggled in all areas of life. Michael longed for a dad to go play ball with or be involved with him in Boy Scouts. He never had a mentor to teach him about the ways of the world or how to decide what job to take or how to know if you're really in love. He struggled with addictions, anger, and a detachment from his children. And he died of cancer when Michael was 17. But his dad loved his mom, and he demanded that all the children respect her. He was clear on what was right and wrong, and he passed on to his son a good moral code. I tell you all this because so often people feel that their past defines them. And while it's true that we often parent as we were parented, for some, that's not a great model to pass down. But we all, men and women, need to let our past inform us without defining us. We make the decision of the kind of mom and dad we want to be. We don't come into parenthood just knowing everything. You'll make mistakes, and so will your husband. You will try methods of engagement and discipline that may not be the best for each child. Parenthood is a journey. It's an opportunity to grow in virtue and to deepen the meaning of our love. Michael, like so many men, didn't have a great role model for fatherhood, but he has grown and evolved into a man that is the best father I could ever imagine for my children. So here are some ways in which you can help your husband be a great father. The first couple of tips are from me, and then, like I said, I asked Michael what he found helpful, and I'm going to share those after mine. Number one, encourage him. Notice I didn't say nag him. He's not going to be perfect, but give him the space to try and encourage him when he connects with your children or when he does something that is really wonderful with the kids. Encourage him to be affectionate. 
Encourage him to look eye to eye with the children. Little things that you notice. Encourage him. And that comes from a positive, loving place and not an angry, nagging place. Number two, pray for him. Pray that he will be able to see how important he is as a role model. Important to his sons on how to be a good man. And important for his daughters in the kind of man he would want them to marry. Pray that he has the humility to understand that he is learning. To be open to suggestions and personal growth in dealing with his children. Number three. Let him be the dad. When that baby is born, show him, help him, guide him on how to change diapers, hold a crying baby, care for that child. Many of us want to be the only source of comfort for our children. That robs the children of their strong dad caring for them and robs their father of the gift of caring and taking care of the needs of their child. It breaks a bond that needs to be formed. Your children need to bond with your husband just as much as they need to bond with you. Don't let your husbands resist. Be patient, but encouraging. Many men say, I don't know how to do that. You take care of that. I'll take over when they're two. No, help him. He's just afraid. It's something out of his comfort zone, something he doesn't know. But like anything in life, the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll feel. So keep encouraging and sometimes just leave so that he can be responsible for taking care of their child for an hour or two hours. I was always amazed that when I left home for an extended period of time, people would ask me, well, who's going to watch your kids? Excuse me? Their father, of course, he is fully capable. He may not realize it. He may not know it, but he'll figure it out. It's really important to let him do that. When I would go away on retreats, I knew that the weekend without mom was not going to be the same as the weekends when I'm there. He would have their own schedule, which usually involved just chilling and watching movies They would eat in the family room. They would have whatever they wanted for dinner. They would probably have late bedtimes. But by the time I got home from retreat, everything was cleaned up. (laughs) So I didn't know really what happened. But they had a great time with dad breaking mom's rules. And that was important for them as they bonded with him. The very first time I heard about them doing something when I was away was when he turned off all the lights and he blasted Bruce Springsteen dancing in the dark and he would pick up each child and he would dance around the family room with them. And I heard they would just giggle with glee. That was so important for them to experience that with their dad. And side note, when my daughter got married, guess what the father-daughter dance was? Yep, dancing in the dark. So let dads be dads. Let them break, quote unquote, the rules a little bit. It helps the children bond really well. The next one is be thoughtful of the stresses he experiences in balancing work and children. Even if you also work outside the home, 
come from a place of empathy when you're talking with your husband about the balance of work-home duties. If you stay at home full-time, please don't hand him the duties as soon as he walks in the door. Give him a chance to relax a bit and adjust his demeanor to daddy demeanor rather than office demeanor. Let him just sit and relax and be at home before he has to get to work again. And the last one that I have to offer is don't correct your husband in front of the children. Yes, you will hear me say this many times. Did you know that most people need to hear something 11 times before they remember it? That's just a side note, but I know that I say some things a lot, and that is because in my experience, they are really important. And so I just want to remind you again, don't correct your husband in front of the children. It emasculates their father, but it also forces the children in a position of taking sides, even if it is subtle. One of our jobs is to nurture and strengthen the bond between our children and their fathers. All right, now for Michael's tips. Number one, inform your husband about each child's particular personalities, things he's not able to learn because of his relatively limited interaction with the children, especially the things you as the mom notice that he is not as sensitive to. Share with him your sensitivity and your intuition about a child's particular quirks or needs. Or maybe we sense that a child has a particular urgent need that we can pick up on, but sometimes men don't quite pick up on it. Share with our husbands so that we're on the same page and our child can receive both of our attention when they need it. Number two. Listen to and try to incorporate his masculine perspective in working through issues with each of the children. For each child, find the appropriate balance between mom's sensitivity and dad's rigor. Now, I know this is so important. With our five boys, we have two girls, but with our five boys, I tended to be too sensitive. And it was important for my husband to balance that with more challenging behavior for the boys. Whereas I might be willing to give them all the benefit of the doubt, Michael would come in and say, wait a minute, it's important to give them the benefit of the doubt, but how can we challenge them to rise to the behavior expectations that we want? It was really important to have that balance for our children. And the last thing is be willing to have those crucial conversations when your husband needs to be corrected. But moms should also be willing to receive crucial conversation from their husbands. When our sons got a little older, not the little boys, but kind of the preteens and teens, Michael would react to them and interact with them similar to the way his father did with him. And it was very harsh. And I needed to draw his attention to that and help him see that that was not getting the boys anywhere we wanted them to go. It was only making them angry and resentful with him, and we didn't want that. So it wasn't just a one-and-done conversation. Often, I would have to bring it up, but I had to bring it up from a space of love and wanting to encourage Michael. 
So those conversations should be private. And again, do the thought work yourself so that you can come to your husband, recognizing all the gifts and talents that he brings as a father, and just help him on the one thing by pointing it out and letting him think about it. Okay, those are tips to help you help your husband be a great father. And I can't let this Father's Day episode go by without telling you just a little bit about my dad. I think it helps you understand who I am and where I come from. My dad had kind eyes. Sleepy blue lagoon, he would call them. But they were kind. He was a humble man with a quiet faith. His father was an immigrant from Poland. My grandfather was a kind, hard-working man made of stern stuff, but not very affectionate with him. And my dad longed for affection. My grandpa became much more affectionate as he got older, and so did my dad. My dad was a traveling salesman and was gone much of my early childhood, or so I've been told because he was present enough when he was home so that I don't really remember him being gone so much. He stared down and conquered anything that got in the way of his love for my mom and for my brothers and me. He was not perfect, and yet all I can remember is his love. He had a generous, self-sacrificing love. I'm grateful to my dad for teaching us how to respect and love our mom, and I'm grateful to my mom for teaching us how to love and respect my dad. Celebrate the father of your children and your own father. Parenting is hard, and who knew this better than the father of Jesus? I can't let this go by without talking about St. Joseph. He must have been an amazing man if God would entrust to him his son. Imagine all the contradictions that Joseph experienced in keeping Jesus safe and in raising him. Jesus' human qualities his noticing of needs, his kindness, his thoughtfulness, are all thought to be those of his parents. Entrust your husband to the father of Jesus, St. Joseph, to imitate the strength and faith that he showed in his mission from God. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, and take care. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.